Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Sam Elliott, 64, and welcome to the Robocast. I'm joined alongside... Steve the American Killjoy. And World of Woodrow. And we are here to discuss the sixth episode of BattleBots 2020. Finally, something that's not controversial at last. We've waited so long. Yay! No controversy. Many many weeks for that to happen. Days without controversy one. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, We are joined, as ever, ever by a guest uh, who was in the episode itself with one of the machines. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm John. I'm the captain of Extinguisher. John, it's a pleasure to have you on. Um, obviously, you've had a, a couple of seasons experience now. As I say, it's a couple of seasons, a season and a half at this point, I suppose. Um, fighting a robot like Gigabyte, who have been around for many, many years, how would you prepare for that? Because Extinguisher, you know, it, it's had some fights in, in the past, but like nothing of this caliber, I don't think, at this stage. Like, is it kind of daunting fighting a machine like that? Um, so we kind of knew Gigabyte was really scary as Megabyte, and we kind of assumed they were going to be using a lot of the stuff that they had used in the King of Bots version, which was just terrifying to look at. <laughs> but the um, in their first fight, they had like traction issues, but before the fight, they kind of talked to us how they were... They carved these grooves in their tires, and it just made all their traction go really, really well so they didn't have any spin-up issues like they'd had before but we had the in our phoenix fight the when we hit the wall you know everything just died because we were using this mode on our drive called censored which lets you have a lot more a lot of precision control Mm -hmm. and on our on like our vest boards the censored path had a flaw in it so when we had a high impact they would die right so our fix was to run our motors in this version called sensorless, which is a very brute force method of driving it. It's just throw voltage into the motors and hope they spin properly. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of, we, and we've never driven it in sensorless, yeah. but when you drive it, even in like the fight, you can see it just, we're telling it to drive completely straight and it's just veering off to the right. And then it makes a sharp turn to the left. And yeah. we just were try- tried to figure it out, but we were curious about that where yeah, it seems like you got, you, you box rush and then it just goes one way where I know, we know you didn't tell it to go that way. Yeah. So without sensorless, it doesn't have any feedback telling the motors how fast they're going. It just says, I'm going to dump all this voltage into them and hope mm. they spin properly. Right. So it was like one side was just slightly faster than the other and it was making it go crooked. Yeah, I, th- I think that kind of paid you know, quite poorly for you in, in your fight. Obviously, that kind of set the tone really. You couldn't really close Gigabyte down how you would have liked to. It could have been very different. Um, I do want, obviously do want to talk a little bit about the Perfect Phoenix fight before we crack on with the episode itself. Obviously, Massively disappointing for you guys because it, it didn't, you just didn't really get a chance to fight them, really. Um, how frustrating was that given, you know, last season your robot was very reliable but maybe lacked that killer punch, whereas this year so far it's kind of been the other way around. We haven't really had the chance to see what it can do. Like, how frustrating was the, the uh, Perfect Phoenix fight just from, like, like, you've worked so hard to get this machine ready for BattleBots and then suddenly, oh, 
didn't even get a chance to fight. Yeah, we were like looking at it and we were all confused because everyone had sworn by the vests that we were using and everyone had been happy with them. But it was just like, we were like one of the first fights of the season with a robot that actually used them. And after ours in like the Hypershock fights and some other teams, I think Claw Viper and them, they'd used the same controllers and had the exact same problem. They just had them on Hypershock added on everything. And then like Claw Viper their Claw. Yeah. (laughs) So they just were everyone's first fight. They just kind of kept all dying. But we were Mm -hmm. just super confused. The the actual hit from Phoenix in in our like intro to the gigabyte fight, you can see they zoom in on one corner of our wedge and there's like a tiny scratch in it. (laughs) That was all that Phoenix did it just like nicked the wedge and then that was enough I guess that was just it mm-hmm. yeah well, I suppose we were better discuss the actual episode at so hand an... um, which starts us off with quite the fight between Rotator and Valkyrie oh my <laughs> uh, who had this down going to three minutes because I certainly didn't this was brutal just both of them just going all out. Uh, Rotator doing its best carbide cosplay. Uh, I, I rate that. <laughs> Thank you, Victor, for, for doing, doing such a thing. Um, there was actually a reason for that. We'll, we'll get to that a little bit later on. But um, yeah, two two good spinners at the top of their game, really. It was fantastic to watch. Yeah. It was nice to yeah. see. Uh, it was nice to see them both really just kind of go full tilt and really show what we could actually see from both of these machines. I mean, we already know Rotator's a, a beast and it's driven well and it's it's always going. It's very hard to kill. Uh, Valkyrie was a little bit more of a uh, unknown. It almost felt like it was a known quantity where like we knew it was very, it, it, it seems like in all of its fights, it's hard to drive. Uh, and that's understandable when you have such a heavy weapon spinning right underneath the robot it 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 almost it's just unwieldy um but it was impressive to see the weapon work the whole fight it was awesome uh and this is exactly what you would expect hopefully from valkyrie uh so it was it it was it was a nice it was a nice change of pace (laughs) and it really really gave rotator the business as this fight went on they just started to crack that nut open and yeah. eventually, <laughs> eventually, it got pretty. Uh, it, it got pretty uh, one-sided toward the end. I know. I know. In this fight, they they do a um, a robot wars thing where they go in and check the robots. Uh, I've never. I haven't, we haven't seen that in on TV in years. Where they go in and say, "Hey, we want to inspect the damage." I didn't think um, it was that close. Like I, didn't I don't think, it was think like, so either. <laughs> I mean, part uh, so. of me thinks that they just wanted to go and have a nosy at it. Um, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, I mean, it was in an episode where, as we said, days without uh, controversy, it felt yeah. like BattleBots were trying to inject some somehow. Um, maybe that's just because we're so used to this season having some controversy in every episode. So yeah. we were just waiting for it in this one. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was it was a peculiar moment. I, I noticed um, Valkyrie's spinner, this new one, sort of sticks out the back of the machine further which means that it can't do its windmill impression quite so much it's sort of always got the spinner touching the floor yeah it has to be like literally vertical for it to happen because it the angle at which it's spinning as well like it mm. it will hit the floor first before its wheels do if that makes yeah. sense it, it can 
sit vertically. I was can but, do it, but, but yes. Not, but yeah. not white. So no, it, it's, it's got to go through the spinner first. And, you know, it was quite good to see that the spinner wasn't allowing that. I mean, I know that they have, they hate it when they do it and turn upside down. Um, it's It must be really annoying for them to have to then try and do an undercutter fight with an overcutter. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it's a, it's quite interesting tactics to have your spinner bigger so that it's got to go through that first before it gets up onto its wheels. Um, yeah. It also means that anything coming from behind is going to get hit uh, sooner as well. Um, I think that happened is... a couple of times as well, mm. which yeah. is interesting. Um, John, obviously you were there. Uh, what was the reaction in the, the pits really? I mean, the, yeah. it was quite the fight. Um. This they actually filmed this fight right before our gigabyte fight, so we're sitting right in the background watching it, and it's like the first fight where our team's actually getting to like watch live, and it was just you can when there's like sparks, you can just see like a big rainbow come out of the two robots, and it, you just <laughs> it was super cool to watch. And then when they threw Rotator's wedge off, you could like hear it hit the glass just wow. <laughs> ridiculously hard it's it yeah yeah it's really I mean, fun to watch for sure yeah it was it was very impressive as well like the, I, I know so there is reasoning why rotator went for a different setup of wedge to last year uh, victor's uh, posted a little bit online about um the reason is so the v wedge that they had against tombstone the kind of pointed plow shaped one was slightly heavier than the kind of flat one that we see against uh, Valkyrie. And the reason is he wanted to change it is because he wanted a slightly heavier weapon. And in theory, this one was stronger, not strong enough, but I think realistically, I don't think he expected Valkyrie to work for three minutes. I don't think many people did because no. it has a habit of dying, um, which is quite ominous for the rest of the competition because if Valkyrie's lasting three minutes, <laughs> you're going to be in trouble if you're fighting it. Mm. for sure we've, we've always kind of said that it's their big achilles heel where if they do hit you you're gonna hurt and it has done in the past it's it's died you know fairly frequently due to you know getting hit so often or hitting too often mm -hmm. very very strange to see that it's now lasting three minutes and quite, as i said quite ominous for everyone else in the in the show that valkyrie can take those hits now it's interesting valkyrie have always sort of had this characteristic of um sort of warming up as it were. So yeah. the, the first fight is is always sort of working out how this new version of Valkyrie works, and then they they get into their get into a, a sort of scene of things. But usually at that point, it's sort of the end of the season, and they've they've got to go home at that point. Um, yeah. So it's it's good to see them getting into their groove a bit earlier this season, and, and actually uh, you know doing doing the business with it. Um, I think it, it, they've tried to every year. I don't think they want the characteristic of, of having to warm up, but no. um, yeah, it's it's good to see them finally get you know a, a win on the board earlier in the season. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm sure they like it too. Two and zero. Oh, would have thought it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It'd be interesting to see who their uh, who their third fight is. We'll have to. I imagine uh, it won't be a cupcake fight. I'm sure they'll get somebody, <laughs> somebody scary. <laughs> I mean, they haven't really had a cupcake fight. No, that's not what I mean. Anybody. But like, yeah. I know it's not going to be an easy third fight for sure. Now, no, they're going to have to have a big challenge, aren't they? Yeah. Speaking of big challenges, uh, fight number two: Extinguisher and Gigabyte. John, All right. um, you couldn't quite put their flames out on their disc, could you? Oh, yes. <laughs> No, we had to, we wanted, so before 
this fight, we were, um, we had just repaired from the Phoenix fight and we had to switch one of our wheels out because in the Phoenix fight, we drifted and just smashed it into the wall. So that was a part of the robot that hit. So one of our wheels is all wobbly. So we switched it out, but just some machining imperfections and like a half pound heavy. So we were scrambling to find a half pound at the scale, like right before the fight. Mm-hmm. So you can see kind of when Gigabyte hits the, we first fire our hammer and the little yellow wub falls off on the back of the robot. Mm-hmm. So we have, we found the bolt to mount that wub was a half pound <laughs> and a zip tie is about an ounce. We took this bolt out and this bolt is like a, just a, half pound of bolts it's just a really thick heavy duty thing and we put like this little scrawny piece of string zip tie on there but we i guess when we first fired the hammer or even i guess just after the first impact where we went like donutting or whatever the heck that was into the air it was really fun to watch <laughs> but the <laughs> that wub fell out so when our hammer was in the stowed position it was dragging on the ground instead of being five or six inches up like it's supposed to be mm-hmm. so when gigabyte went to the back of us it just it had a free shot right at the back of the hammer head mm-hmm. but it still fired yeah we fired that <laughs> it, it, broken it, thing like 10 times we've, we've gotten used to even seeing, after we've gotten used to seeing robots just fire broken hammers so it's fine <laughs> it was, thank you shasa <laughs> yeah like after the fight was over too. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it was. I mean, hi cat. I don't know. It's a guest star. Let's go. Um, you know, Gigabyte is no slouch. We've we've always seen over the years the the punishment it can give out. Like, was there anything more you could have done? Do you think? Like, or is it is just that machine is just too too strong on this occasion um but we were really wanting to use the vertical spinner against them because like when you saw the when they fought witch doctor last year which doctor just tossed tossed their dome in the air yeah our heavy wedge doesn't they don't mix and match properly right there's like a half inch of ar steel in the way that the vertical can't spin with so it was like dang it that wedge is all three eighths AR four hundred, which is really thick, strong stuff. Mm. And it just Gigabyte just turned it into like metal shavings, I guess. There was there's holes in it and chunks missing. And then you saw the whole thing's got like a forty five degree bend in it somehow. But they were their their dome is a lot heavier than even a robot like Tombstone. So they've just got a ton of energy in it. You've got to have a lot of control over your own robot to try to control something like that. Yeah, it's it, there's a lot going on with Gigabyte. Like you, you can't really approach it unless you've got something that's going to get underneath it, really. And I think that's, you know, I think you are right. I, I, I did wonder why you didn't go for the, the verse, considering what we've seen in the last few years with, with Gigabyte and how it deals with verts. But, you know, you've also got to think 
if if it connects with you and wipes your front off, then there's not much else you can do either. So I suppose do you play defensive or go for the offense? But it wasn't. That, it was definitely not a. Um, what's the word I'm after? It wasn't a bad showing. It was. It was a, you know, a valiant effort. I think, and you know, not many teams can go in with gigabyte and not, and and get go out with a win. So I think you, you've got to hold your head high with that one, really, and kind of say, well, that's how it is sometimes. Yeah, we were really happy with it. Even like just if you watch the slow mo of when the robots in the air, it does like four or five entire backflips or something. Yeah, it was good fun. <laughs> So it was, and then we got to see the hammer himself, right? Which we'd never gotten a test, which that was a very um, happy feeling. But yeah, we were just, in general, we were like, Gigabyte's one of our favorites to watch. So we got to fight it and we lost, but it was pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. It's one of those things where, when you fight sort of a legend of the sport, it's almost an honor to be in the arena with them anyway it doesn't matter whether you win or lose it it's just amazing to be in there with one of the sort of people that, that made yeah. the sport yeah. yeah we're excited when is battlebots going to give us a flamethrower because uh <laughs> we got an extinguisher on board <laughs> well, I, I mean they gave you painted flames this yeah, time yeah. <laughs> that was, that was difficult to put them out <laughs> <laughs> maybe next time yeah Maybe next time. Hopefully next time. Yep. Right. Let's move on to fight number three, which sees Slapbox and Sharkoprian. Um, what a fight this was. It was so much fun. Like, it was fantastic, wasn't it? You, you know, you saw, you know, Shark getting a good clamp on the front. You saw Slapbox getting the lift in and dropping and suplexing Shark. It had the flamethrower. It, it had... A little bit of everything. It was a really good back and forth. Slapbox was driven well as well. It was really I, w- I was very surprised to see a flamethrower on board Slapbox. I, I, I wasn't expecting it at all. And suddenly it, it ignited. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is what I sort of expected them to do against Tombstone. I know we discussed in, in the episode that they fought that had those sort of wedge look things that they had on for tombstone not come off then it wouldn't have sort of pivoted forwards and it, it proved that in this fight it had the sort of support to try and lift the robot up and uh and, a few times. yeah it was a it was a really good uh really good back and forth uh, ed robinson summed it up in the episode i thought was saying you know that it was an amazing fight and it was a pleasure to be a part of it was good fun to watch and uh, i think it was um it was really telling like you know you could, you could tell the immediate reaction after the fight you know ed's just lost and he's just there like giving giving the team the thumbs up you know he's he's so stoked at the end of that and mm. yeah obviously we've, we've spoken to ed a few times on the pod I, I did speak to him just to see what what caused him to die what it was it was the um the chains on the wheels so yeah on, i noticed that see, in the replay you can see one on the replay fly off but what it was it was a, it was a bent axle i think it was a bent axle i'm just going to double check but um, I'm fairly sure what he said was the the wheel, the, sorry, the chain on the one side uh, it was it was bent. But it, when it got suplexed over, it hit it basically landed on the wheel, and basically it it just bent, and mm-hmm. that was that. Really, it didn't uh, couldn't recover from that, and then eventually, as he was spinning his wheels, the other chain came off, and yeah, that was that. that. Was curtains. Yep. 
but at least we got to see Sharko do the thing it was meant to. It bit. Yes, it, it bit. did bite. Yeah, it did bite, and uh, it did. It, you know, it, it was a good fight. It was a good fun fight, and mm. yeah, both teams. Would have been nice to see able to. It would have been nice to be able to see Sharko flip itself back over. But I think at that point in the fight, it's right. it's only gas. got so many. It, yeah. It's only got so many chomps. So yeah. yeah. Yep, John. And anything to add? I mean, what, what did you make make of a uh, slapbox and Sharko? Um, we didn't see that one live, but it was really fun to watch on TV. Like the whole shark was in the air and just dangling off the <laughs> yeah. the arm. He speared himself a shark. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. One thing I did I did enjoy as well was like you get a sense of just how big Sharkopria is compared to a lot of BattleBots because oh yeah, you know that thing's six foot. It is a big thing like it's not smee length but it's pretty long well it's probably about the same length as smee is wide it's not too far off i don't think but yeah. well smee's i smee i think is 14 feet as opposed to Sharko's six so yeah <laughs> jesus i know <laughs> and they fought <laughs> i know it was so silly it was so silly but yeah good good show from both of them yes i know Sharko's now at owen two, and it's a bit of a shame yeah. but and he even said it in the fight. He's like, I'm not going to win the nut, but I just want to get somebody. And it was nice to see him say, it's, I, I just want to get somebody into this sport. If I can get one kid into this sport, he's done yeah. his job. So that was, that was awesome. Yeah. And that's, and that, that's, that, that's the kind of guy that we've talked to. So, I mean, yeah. that, that's pretty much on brand for, for Ed. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Um, not much more to add, really, other than let's move on to fight number four. I say fight. I've got big air quotes for fight. Well, yes, true. They, they did make contact. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did make contact a couple of times. But um, yeah. I've seen a few people online uh, complaining about uh, Mad Catter leaving Malice. Now, I get it. For, you know, for the sake of the show, yes, fair, fair enough. I, I can understand why people are a bit uh, you know, unhappy or upset. Mm. but they've got the win yeah have you, have you guys ever been to a live event or ever fought a robot in a live event and said oh you know i'm not gonna win this time i want to keep the fight going no you take that win <laughs> you take it yeah if they're gonna give you that win because they failed to plan and put their robot on their back ro robot on its back and say hmm they could get stuck like that so i, 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 I completely it. understand why they did it yeah, yeah i can see malice going forwards having some sort of Rear bumper, Roll, roller bar, or rear bumper, or something, just so that it it doesn't stand up on its back. Yeah. And so, uh, me and Sam were talking about this before we recorded about um, Kenny on the show says about how if they'd spun down the weapon, they'd come down. I mean, it's like it's it's physics. It's it was acting like a gyroscope. But um, it, Sam, you were saying Bunny said online that it was um, it would have taken too long to spin down. Yeah. Um, because of the weight of the thing. I can understand it, but like, and I can understand as well, you're in the heat of the fight. You don't want to kind of risk it not starting up again because that could happen. Yeah. Um, with that said, if you're going to lose the fight, you may as well try something. Yeah. Um, the, it's funny. Like I was, I'm in a group with her and we were talking a little bit. Usually she's got like on the back of Malice, you see these little like, um, almost like a little C-shape. It comes right behind the wheel, like a little wheel guard. Right. Mm. Usually they're made out of AR-400, which doesn't bend or flex at all. So when Malice gets stuck on its butt, it just falls down because those are rigid and don't give. But for this fight, she ran ones made out of UMHW. So when they got stuck, it almost like springed them. Right. So, yeah, so it's, it's kind of flexing. Yeah. 
Yeah, they flexed and then let her sit on the flat part of the robot instead of the two wheel guards like it's supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. I was worried about it getting stuck in one of the kill saw slots for how thin those pieces are. But they, yeah. actually, they, they managed to get away from that but still got stuck. Mm-hmm. There's marginal differences between defeat and victory, I suppose. Yeah, it was interesting it's... to see because we had we haven't had we haven't we haven't actually seen a robot get stuck like that probably since Razorback, uh, all them yeah. all those fights ago. Yeah, uh, and then even further back, I mean, it it died very similar to Ankle the middleweight in in BattleBots many many years ago. Yes, uh, where like all <laughs> all they had to do was put a curved bumper on the back of that thing and it would have been fine. But, I mean, I've. I've had it happen to me with a Hexbug Minotaur toy, but I'm, yeah. I'm probably not the same uh, same caliber that. <laughs> no. One thing I will say, though, this fight gave us, in my opinion, the best moments of the entire episode, which is um, Gassy Cat <laughs> parking up underneath Malice, yeah. flaming away, and then you've just got the whole team just laughing and just like, yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just all doing it in unison. It's incredible. We got to see uh, Flame Hammer... Mad Cat, uh, which was shame we didn't get good. to see it in action, but we yeah. we saw it. <laughs> it, it was, was definitely there. there. It um, was. Oh, yeah, it, it, they planned tactically. They they put on the right front attachment for the fight. They they did exactly what I think they wanted to do. Um, but probably not that exact win scenario they had in mind. No. But you know, they they the got the win. W. Yeah, and they go three and zero. They do. The first team to go three and zero. First past the post. It makes them president, right? Is that how it works? Oh oh my gosh. Uh, (laughs) There is ranked choice voting in some of these. I'm not even going to touch that. Um, (laughs) But now, where does Mad Catter sit? Uh, Do you think that they they, minimum crack top eight, or how how high do you think they go? I think, to be honest, they are in terms of ranking for getting a seeding for the for the top thirty two. I think they're definitely. They're going to be up there. 100%. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, going 3-0 will help them. They've had a convincing win against Fusion. Um, convincing win against Ribot as well. Yeah, yeah. so, it's I mean, more, maybe, know, maybe not. It yeah, was it convincing, but not, no. So, yeah, I think potentially you're looking at sort of middle of the pack of your 3-0 teams, potentially. Yeah. Um, I'd, maybe I'd say 5-10, to 10, that kind yeah. of area. Yeah. Like, unless... Unless there's not many teams that go three and zero, in which case then maybe they get higher. But right, yeah. for me, I think five to ten seems quite logical. The more they're point. they're waiting on other teams to finish up their fights, and then we'll see where they sit. Because there's it, there's there's yeah, a there's, lot of there's a there's lot of some other teams. Yeah, there's the there's another team tonight that uh, if they go three and zero, they're getting a strong three and zero. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll get to that later. We'll get yeah. to that later. Um, yeah, there wasn't much more to add to this fight. It, it wasn't much to it. Shame Malice couldn't really. Show that we're capable of, but I'm, you know, with the record of two and one, I think they're pretty much going to get in the bracket as well. I think this was just a a ranking placement fight. They're both making the bracket. I mean, the episode is titled Battle of the Undefeated, and uh, yeah, yeah. the runs had to end eventually. Yeah, there you go. Fight number five sees Atom number 94 take on Tantrum. Tantrum worked. That's a bingo square. I'm claiming it. I am yep. claiming it. We're, I'm, we're giving it you. Tantrum worked. That is a that is a bingo square for me. As well as that, uh, Atom ninety four worked. It did, and it gave a good smack to Tantrum. And I thought, hello, what's happening here? Yeah. And then Tantrum took over and showed just how good that machine is. And it was it was so joyous to watch. It was so smooth. Yeah, Tantrum is running uh, similar drive setup as uh, as Hypershock is. Um, 
I'd forgotten this going in. So when I saw it nipping about the box very quickly, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, this is some some speed on it. And uh, yeah, no, getting the spinner into play, um, you know, popping Atom up a couple of times with that punching system. Finally, we saw it sort of start get working in uh, King of Bots 2 when it was boxing champion. But now finally as Tantrum, it's it's doing what it meant to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um... John, anything to add, really? Because the, the, these two, they're very... Um, the build styles are very contrasting. They're very, very different in terms of experience as well, because obviously, you know, Aaron's been around for the last couple of years now as well. Atom are very much a new team. Like, what, what did you make of Atom and Tantrum? Um, so we've kind of seen Tantrum a lot. It's just a tank, you know? It's covered in... <laughs> I think it's like half inch or three quarter inch AR and it's just got a lot of speed on it too. So you're not really going to penetrate it. Your best bet with tantrum is to hit it hard enough that something gets knocked loose. There's not much. Like, what are you going to do? You hit right. it on the top because it's got a giant <laughs> rubber fist there. Right. Yeah. And then. It was quite pleasing to see the uh, the little fists on the, the end the of the stream. Yeah, tiny fists. little fists. Yeah, and they you work that, perfect. <laughs> you know that trend going around at the moment where you got you kind of got people with like their their sleeve pulled all the way up and the, the tiny little hand out. The, out yeah, of it. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Yes, that's exactly it. It's just a tiny little tiny little hand. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so, it, I mean, it works and they yeah. self-fired perfectly. And it was, you know, tantrum was really good. And yeah, their next fight is going to be a big indicator of, as for me where where they end up because mm -hmm. as much as they lost against valkyrie they lost because their batteries ran out yeah. like that's which they fixed this time <laughs> they did fix it and that's not something you know that's not a mistake you make twice no you know that's a oh my god i can't believe this has happened let's make sure this never happens ever again sort of yeah. thing i'm intrigued with tantrum i think there's a lot of potential there i just i don't know how high that potential could be you know they've They've got a solid machine, as as uh, John said. It's it's an absolute brick. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? It's really up in the air. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd love to see Tantrum win again because it really has a a, a a nice. It's it, it's got a nice compact design. It's always been a nice compact design, and it doesn't die except when it dies on its own. Um, <laughs> but I mean, as long as it doesn't do that, I mean, it's going to go to three minutes, and you're going to have to hope the judges go your way. So. I mean that's that that's that's tough already. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Fight number six, the penultimate fight, the Battle of NYC, Pain Train and Smee. Um, <laughs> Steve's gone to sleep. Steve has fallen asleep. <laughs> I will say one thing though; it is quite surreal seeing you know two Norwalk Havoc veterans. Yeah. Yeah. Now at heavyweight. Yeah. Uh, this, this is a Beetleweight fight. I'm so, I'm so is... confused. <laughs> This is uh, when when Charlie, Charlie Hubbard yeah. when Charlie <laughs> Hubbard makes uh, the the Norwalk Havoc pack um, and they're fighting <laughs> the other battle. I'm sure he'll love you very saying peculiar. that. <laughs> Charlie, you, you've you've heard it now, my friend. You've got to. Yeah. Do if EF if ESC can get a robot into the pack, then, uh, so then I'm we. sure we can. <laughs> <laughs> um, this fight was an example of two new robots struggling to do its thing, which yeah. happens. Um, I think Smee died on one side quite early on. Yeah, I think is, so too. Which is why it was kind of struggling to do its kind of boa constrict to hug kind of thing. 
Hmm. Um, I'm not sure it can do what it is trying to do because obviously the the wedge is sprung. So hmm. whenever they're going to turn round and bring the sides in, it's then going to just bounce back because it's a spring. That's how springs work. Um, hmm. it, it it puzzles me. I I can see what they're trying to do, um, and you know it works phenomenally well for them on beetle weight scale like they have so much pushing power and they're, they're able to dominate fights yeah here on battlebots i'm not sure it's it's scaled up quite as well um or not certainly not as well as they've hoped for this year um me setting my armchair i, I you know it obviously their, their weapons are, are token they i mean they did have, they did do, do a little bit of damage today they yeah Oh, has Jevon died now? No. <laughs> Did do some cheer. Yeah. Um, am I back? You're back now. Yeah, you're back. Your internet connection is unstable. Thank you, Zoom. Thank you. Yeah, so much. I've already had that happen um, once. So. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel as though scaling up to to heavyweight may not have worked quite as well as they'd hoped. Uh, certainly this year, they've, they've certainly got some things to work on for for going forwards. Um, yeah. But you know, the, the the tactics were definitely there. Um it was really good to see Pain Train's weapon connect. It's um it did some some pretty considerable damage. It's just a shame that the same damage happened to them later on in the fight. Yeah, um, they, they they kind of ex- they <laughs> they kind of had some bad curry and just went bleh. Uh and it just went everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, going to eat my own weapon now. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was actually really nice to see Pain Train get the win here because like as much as it would have been cool to see Smee win again, and I think Smee was good fun in this fight, as despite the fact they were limping. You know, Smee's already got a win. Yeah. It was nice to see Pain Train also mm. get a win as well. And you know, it's their first time. It's both of their those teams' first time at BattleBots. They've obviously yeah. both come through the the lower weight classes with the similar designs to what they've got to BattleBots. Mm. It was quite surreal to see yeah. the pair. Yeah. fighting at heavyweight scale as well. It, it's really interesting to see both of them there. Too. Like, like we know, we, we know with with Shredded Bro, we've seen it on Norwalk, and so good. Yeah, it's so good. And with with John, with uh, with John Fabiani, and um, with Smee, Smee didn't start out as a wedge. It was like a, it was like a. I don't know if you've seen the original version of Smee. It was just a it had two wheels in the back, and it was like a, a like a wedge like this with a lifter, and that's what it was originally. And then he probably had the, the grand idea of like. Man, what if I made this really wide wedge <laughs> and just messed with people and wrote a, and just just made the name really long? Uh, and it works, and it works. Uh, and then they brought it to BattleBots and gave it a BattleBots uh, twist and flavor with having it constrict. I feel like I feel like uh, there's potential with it. Train, yeah. I mean, yeah, and I, I feel like it's hard because Pain Train's such a small robot, and you yeah. can really see that in this where where it's it, it's it really is a small robot in that square. Like when they're first starting out, getting it getting. Uh, uh, making sure and like the robots activate and they get they, they get warmed up it's so tiny uh so i feel like that was a it was a tough draw anyway for Smee. Uh, and on top of them actually having drive problems and weapon problems early on too i feel like one of the modules just wasn't just wasn't acting right uh, yeah yeah i completely so. agree i think they they're one of the teams they have 3d printed gears i believe in their in their gearboxes i'm sure john correct me if i'm wrong um but Maybe that was an issue. I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah, John, anything to add to this fight? I mean, it was it was it was a novelty. I think it's fair to say, but it was a good fun fight nonetheless. Yeah, it was entertaining. I know both of them weren't working the best, but mm. 
they'll probably fix it and then have their next fights be entertaining her. Yeah. Entertaining her. Yeah. Or... <laughs> I believe that is a technical term. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so come to the main events. Oh boy. There is a lot to talk about here between yeah. Uppercut and Sawblaze. Uh, obviously, it was kind of build up as this Master versus Apprentice style thing because obviously Alex was on the uh, Sawblaze team. Um, mm-hmm. They're both MIT grads, so it's, both MIT it's grads. Awesome. We always have the MIT teams fight each other. Obviously, we've had Overhaul in the past fighting against Sawblaze and what have you. I did not expect Uppercut to be at the level that it is. Like we we kind of commented last year about how it was. It, it was a. It looked like a solid machine, but ultimately yeah. a bit of a novelty because of the you know the funny shift the funny fist shaped spinner Obviously, are, they didn't run it in this fight of course but no. yeah there are several things that you sort of when you think about them you really start to appreciate this robot more and more so uppercut have been before filming had been sat in a crate since march yeah it was ready to go. they hadn't it was worked on it yep and god was it ready <laughs> yeah. yeah um it it was absolute beast in this fight um the sawblaze team put up a, a post earlier on today and uh, they were saying about how they had underestimated the speed of uppercut and uh, that thing shifts and they they managed to get an amazing first hit uh, i forget how far they said across the arena they were punted but um for the second time in consecutive fights, they punted a robot out of the arena. It just yeah. so happens that Sawblaze can get back in. So yeah, <laughs> I have never seen Sawblaze damaged in that way. Like I, I know the Sawblaze team have. Well, yeah, because they fought some serious machines in their time. They've obviously fought Witch Doctor. They fought Monsoon and Tombstone. Obviously, Monsoon was kind of different because it was a different version of Sawblaze. It was a much mm. different machine. Whereas mm-hmm. Tombstone and Witch Doctor, you can kind of almost compare it to. And Witch Doctor, yes, it did the damage, but it took a long time for it to happen. It took him a good yeah. minute, two minutes for it to kind of wear it down to the point where Sawblaze wasn't going to work anymore. Tombstone was on the ropes. They had Tombstone beaten. It's just that that unfortunate hammer strike and then Tombstone got a good hit and the fight changes. Uppercut was just so fast out of the blocks. Yeah. That, that, as you say, that first hit was just incredible. Just, the fact they can the, spin the beautiful up. arc. Oh, yeah. across the arena was so, wonderful. Three to four foot up and over 12 foot across the box. Yeah. <laughs> I, Absolute honestly, madness. The fact I, they can spin up that fast as well to, to deal that hit is... Yeah. It's bonkers. Yeah, we saw one of those uh, those uh, pre pre fight uh, thing before uh, before they fought Gemini that it spins up so fast that it, it threw the accelerometer off. Into, yeah, in the test box, and I mean that's <laughs> it's the fact that it can do it to Gemini. You know, Gemini's half the weight of a yeah. heavyweight machine. The fact that it can then do it to Sawblaze is yeah. and Sawblaze is an awkward shape as well. Like it's, yeah. it's a big thing, and it's it doesn't it's not conventional. It's kind of very unwieldy. Of, yeah. I was honestly so, and as well as that, like you look at Uppercut and you think, okay, yeah, it's it's got this massive spinner as well. But like we've seen before, the control isn't quite there yet. We even saw in this yeah. fight, it's not quite stable. I'm kind not of, sure what happened there. They sort of bounced off the spinner, did several backflips, and landed it. They stuck the yeah. landing. I have like I have never seen, and then the, the big explosion as well. I mean. <laughs> Beautiful. Maybe well, they were just sick of, sick of the sick of the judges this season and try and blow them up instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite the fight, and 
I mean, you've got to consider Uppercut now one of the absolute favorites, surely, because they're yeah, just, they're I, so I think good. so. I, I, I think it's it, it, it's all, it, it's a completely different breed this time. It's so it, it looks like it's so ready to make that next step. Where and even Jameson said it in that pre-fight interview, where yes, they were really fortunate, like not fortunate, but like they, it was great to see them have them make the top sixteen, make make that step into the bracket, uh, maybe learn a few things during the time that they were there at BattleBots last time. And I think they're they are really ready to ascend. I would be very surprised if this thing doesn't at very minimum make the top eight. Yeah. Uh, I would even say top four if they can just get that control under control. I wonder if if all their flips and things, maybe they're just doing yo-yo tricks in that. Yeah. Uh, in that moment. I, I mean, the well, walking the dog or something. Team, I don't know. One team this year has a Duncan sponsorship. Why not two? Yeah, this is very true. Um, John, I mean, you were at the at the event. What was the reaction like to this? I, mean, I hope for, for everything that you actually saw this and got to see this happen live. Um, I don't think we actually saw oh, this fight no. at all. We had like the gigabyte repairs and then we'd already sure. gotten our next fight for the next day and we were like, shit, we got to change out all of our weapons right now. <laughs> This hammer is done. We gotta yeah. put some spinners in there. But I mean, I've never seen Sawblaze get his stuff kicked like that. It was pretty cool to see it on TV, but it's. I think I don't know how the top thirty-two panned out. I didn't really, or if I did, I definitely can't say it. But uppercuts dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Would not want to fight them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's very evident, isn't it? I mean, I mean, I, I don't know what to say really, other than wow, it was. Yeah, it was... I, I don't know what's in the water in Massachusetts, but <laughs> I want it. <laughs> I remember I, I, I saw this episode before Jevin did, and uh, yeah. I said to, I said to Jevin like, record your reaction to this fight because you're going to be in for a surprise. And like, he he did do bless him, and he was just like his mouth was open. Straight. Yeah, I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> It was. So I, I will have to. I'll send you the the video later, Steve. All Honest, right. Honestly, I I've n- never like Sawblaze is a top machine. It is an elite robot yeah. in the, every sense of the word. They're a well-oiled team. They every year they come back and they they, they demolish Whiplash. They made Whiplash yeah. look very amateur. Mm-hmm. Which is and, weird because that's a that's a robot that's been very very close yeah. to almost making semifinals and finals both but but all the times it's been there yeah. uh, when it's been given a chance to. To fight. And uppercut just absolutely nope, absolutely not. Nope, you thought. Yeah. <laughs> and it just didn't. It just didn't pan out for for yeah. for uh, Sawblaze. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I did get quite a lot of um, monsoon versus Sawblaze vibes from this as well because obviously they do have very like it's not exactly the same but it's very similar in the way that they both have that kind of weird giant contraption in the middle with the spinner. Yes, very but, much so. Uh, where we're basically, I guess simply uppercut is a version uppercut and monsoon are similar enough where like monsoon just has hinging drive pods where they they both have this chonky yeah yeah it's it's got they both have this big chonky vert uh that can really dish it out uh so i I, really this just makes me more excited to see monsoon next time (laughs) yeah i mean uppercut is (laughs) (laughs) uppercut is a robot that i think has passed a lot of people by i mean last year they were a top 16 competitor but you know even Element then of i sort of I yeah I, th- I thought that they 
they'd sort of managed to sneak under the radar for the majority of the season. They had quite a good fight against Scorpios, but other than that, I, off the top of my head, I can't remember any of the other fights they had. I think Mammoth was one. But um, yep. this year, they are making a name for themselves to the point where, like, depending on how well they do, I, I really want them to get a Hexbug toy, to be perfectly honest. I mean, yeah. I think they would... Oh, wouldn't that be deserve... great? Oh, I'd love... I, I would love... Love a hex bug because yeah. then you could make a hex bug monsoon as well. <laughs> That's the only reason, right? <laughs> no, God bless up okay. Uh, yeah, and ama- amazing performance. And if they are listening, I don't think they are, but if they are listening, then massive congratulations. It was, mm. uh, you know, Sawblaze is not a big scout, it's not an easy scout to take. And yeah, to Alex and the team, really yeah. hope you get a, a third win. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, whoever you fight, you, you kick them as well as you've done these last two fights. Absolutely. That brings us to the end of the uh, sixth episode of Battlebots. Um, as to say, John, thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure talking to you. It, it, it's been a long time coming because we we did talk about doing a podcast last year. It didn't quite work out with, I think it was school issues at, at the time, I think it was, because you're, you're still so young and it makes me feel horrendously old <laughs> and jaded. Um, so, yeah, it's good to finally have you on and thank you for your time, really. Yeah, it's fun. We're like... We thought it was fun, like, even when we're in the pits at the TV show, I've got, like, Matt from Crafton and other college students are just sitting there helping me do homework. So we're just... Yeah. <laughs> Here's one of the wonderful things about BattleBots this year, is seeing all the behind-the-scenes, yeah. like, online learning that was going yeah. on. Were, like, you have one of the biggest think tanks lessons. in the country just hanging out together for two weeks. Everybody get all their homework done now, so don't have to worry about it later. <laughs> it does. It does help having these, you know, incredible professionals around you who, are like, are the top top of their professions. Like, say, yeah. oh yeah, do you mind helping me with this a second? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> don't worry about yeah. it. I got this. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah. it, John. Thank you so much. It's fun. Yeah. Excellent. Well, the three of us will see you next week for more battle thoughts. But until then, I have been Sam Elliott, sixty-four. I've been Steve, the American Killjoy. I've been World of Woodrow. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's John. Yeah, and that's that is John. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear me. Thank you all for listening and uh, we'll see you next week for more fun with robots, I I guess. (laughs) 